Saran, what's your revolution, man? So my, my re- revolution is like, hey, I can do it. Why can't you do it? You put your pants on like me. You put your belt on like me. You wash your face like me. What makes me different? There's nothing that makes me different besides my consistency, my hard work, and dedication, and being focused on, on the goal. Goal, goal. You know, as a racer, the goal is like to win. I mean, when I'm thinking, when I'm in training, I'm thinking about winning right what what is it going to take to win when i'm hurting and training i'm like you got to push through this is going to help me succeed because when i'm hurting and racing i'm going to want to quit if i quit in training i'm gonna quit in racing so it starts with the mentality of you know fighting overcoming and then along the way as i'm fighting and overcoming i'm like hell i might as well motivate and inspire the next person as well can i have your attention for a moment what's good so here we go man Ah, welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, the show for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corpru. What's good, revolutionaries? <laughs> it is summer time. That's right. Do y'all remember revolutionaries? Will Smith, right? You know what I'm saying? That was my joint back in the day. Summertime, right? <laughs> summertime, you know? That was my joint, man. Coming out of coming out of high school, man. We would love that joint. It would knock in the cars. Summertime. Summertime. And you know what? We are coming out of this pandemic, even though this Delta variant, you know, is is raging across the country. And I got two friends who are sick with COVID right now. Go get vaccinated, right? We're gonna use this platform. Go get vaccinated, right? We can really end this pandemic if people will go get vaccinated. So I'm imploring you. This is a free announcement right here. If you want to enjoy summertime like we used to, you know, balling on the courts with just with you know, and, and then go get your short set and and you know, <laughs> you know how we used to do, pump up the sound, pump up the bass and the ride. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy the cookouts, enjoy your people. Go get vaccinated, right? Do your thing. So so many people, right, won't get sick. We can really end this. So I'm you i've been talking about the light folks the light is here right i was in new orleans last week you hear me right i was in new orleans with my people shout out to my boy chandler nudic right his son axel my sis chelsea chelsea grammar <laughs> chelsea nudic for giving me and showing me some love i want to give a shout out to my folks at camelback ventures uh, my love elizabeth bates has now moved on but thank you for the time and the friendship and the love my moonlight, that she is my moonlight, Elizabeth Bates, moving on from Camelback employee number one. And I got to give a shout out to the brothers of Omega Psi Phi down in New Orleans for, you know, basically feeling, letting letting a brother know. That's right. Letting a brother know, you know, what it feels like to come home to my New Orleans. Right. So thank you for all the love. I got vaccinated. It was able to laugh. Oh, one last shout out to Maros and the lovely Lenora Chong for setting us out, giving us love and joy and a wonderful meal and all those shots of tequila. So thank you so much. Revolutionaries, it's been a wonderful time, you know, wonderful time. And as you know, I talk so fervently about my time on the bike. My time with my bros as, you know, I've come home here in Virginia Beach and been able to train for a triathlon and got on the bike and got a cycling crew. Got that got that fresh white, <laughs> got that fresh white kit with Omega Sci-Fi on it. 
It has been a wonderful time to spend, you know, on the bike, getting faster, getting stronger, you know, going longer. You know, I, I thought 16 miles, you know, this brother who you see going 16 miles an hour was fast. He probably goes 30 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, he's, he's doing his thing. But that camaraderie that you feel when you get on that bike, that Peloton, you know, many people think of a Peloton and, you know, they get on there and they do their exercise classes. But the definition of a Peloton is actually a group of riders. And that feeling when you get, when you're with your people, you know, with the wind in your face or the wind at your back, you're hoping it's at your back. But, you know, you, the ability to have that camaraderie. And so I want to thank my good brothers who allow me to ride with them, who have trained me, who have given me opportunities to grow and to get faster, to build love and joy for each other. So thank you so much. And they have been employing me like I've been employing myself. Like we want to hear about what is what this experience is like for a competitive cycler, someone who looks like us. And so I started following this brother that you see on the screen right now. For those who are listening, like you got to go look this brother up. <laughs> Sharon L. Smith, right? Cycling champion. I'm gonna let him talk about his accolades, but he's out in out in California killing the game, right? Literally five times, six times, seven times cycling champion has won so many accolades on the circuit. And I was like, let me follow this brother and see what he's doing. And look, look, I watched you the other day, Sharon, and you were going up some some hill. And I was like, You keep going up this hill, right? Like you keep going up this hill. Yeah. Like you keep yeah. going up this hill and you talk like you talking like uh, 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 uh. and I'm like, you know what? I'm tired just watching you. So welcome to the show, Sharon Smith. You see this brother, black male cycling champion doing his thing, in, you know, in California, all across the country. So welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, bro. I'm happy to have you here. What's going on with you? Well, well first of all, I want to thank you for reaching out and finding me somehow. That's the power of social media though. I think it's cool. I got a, a few connections through social media. Um, so I, um, I, I just believe, wait, I should backtrack. So you said what's going on. I'm like, no, go ahead, brother, do your thing, man. No, no. So I'm, I'm just touching on social media. Like it's amazing how we can create connections, the power through, um, through, through our phone, our iPad, our laptop or whatnot. Um, you found me randomly somehow. Was it LinkedIn? I think you tracked me down on LinkedIn first. I tracked you down on LinkedIn, but I had, I had been following you. Like I had been following you and Justin Williams, you know, brothers who are, yeah. you know, killing the game and cycling because we don't see too many black cyclists who are, you yeah. know, who are entering cycling competitions, international and national competitions who look like me and you. And so I was like, let me follow yeah. this because I wanted some motivation. That's how I found you. Oh, that's, that's pretty fresh. I mean, that's been my whole, I've been riding and racing for 17 years now, you know, it's almost 20 years. I'm like, it's, it's, it's almost getting to the point. Okay. How much longer is Sharon? How much longer? But then I run into guys, man, let me turn this off. Then I run into, excuse me. I run into guys like yourself, Charles. Um, and so you guys become my motivation, you know, after you accomplished and you won, you connected with, with car companies and partners who sponsored you over the years. And then you run into kids, older adults who's new into the sport. They're like, man, we really appreciate what you and Justin and Rasan have done to the sport and helped change the game. You know, we rocking with you guys. We supporting you guys from afar. We, you know, we look alike. It's not many of us racing. There's a lot of black people that are riding, but there's not a ton of us that are racing that are finding 
success necessarily. So like you say, I motivate you. You guys motivate me. Like sometimes I want to stop. I'm like, you know, 17, 20 years is a long time. So, but then I'm like, man, my, my people say like, they, they seeing us do great things. Let's, let's keep going. So that's like my motivation um, at this point is to uplift, inspire and try to bring the next person up. And then as they grow and succeed, they could pull the next one up and we just keep the wheel growing and hopefully we can expand that wheel. Right. So <laughs> brother, that that's the thing, you know, as you talk about not having, not being able to see as you're getting into cycling, you know, looking for people that look like us that are actually competitively racing. And I began to, I began to think about this as I was, I was preparing for the show. I grew up watching the tour de France and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I've ever seen a black male racer in the Tour de France. You know, I, I, you know, when I was really watching the Tour de France, it was the Lance Armstrong years, and yeah, because yeah. you know you've got this American cyclist who was, you know, who won it six or seven times straight, and then you know his fall from grace. But that's what I saw, and yes. you know, cycling wasn't football, it wasn't basketball, it wasn't yes. tennis, it wasn't. I, I I didn't see Arthur Ashe out there, so it, it yes. wasn't a sport that I really, really got into or gravitated to. But yes. I started I started running triathlons in 2013 or 14, and so it was really the first time I got on a bike. Um, like to really cycle for speed and cycle for time and, and to really get stronger and faster. And so, but I never, I I never even saw a lot of us doing triathlons. And then ironically, I come home to Virginia beach and you know, the dudes that I cycle with are like, they cycle. Like we have, like I said, we have a Peloton and they cycle okay. and they're teaching me about drafting. They're teaching me about pedal speed and cadence and all of the sensors and all the things that I need. And I'm like, yes. Wait. and they were like, look, you right. got to check out these dudes, man. You got to check out these brothers who are actually like, <laughs> like doing it. And they were like, check out Sharon, like check out this brother. And they were like, you know, it's not like the two to four. They're doing crit races. And I'm like, what is, yeah. what is this? You know? And I started yeah. watching these videos online. I'm like, oh shit, this is because, you know, people are like, well, I, I only get to see Sharon one time up the mountain. If he's doing the tour de France, I get to yeah. see Sharon go round and round and round and round yeah. racing, you know? So yeah. this new innovation in racing. So it's been a motivating force for me. And, you know, we'll get into this in a second, but you know, seeing you and Justin doing your thing and, and watching you daily is a tremendous motivation for us because we want to get better. And I want to give a shout. I just want to yeah. give a, a, a quick shout out to Kevin Monroe, James Sandifer, Jahari Hempel, Corey Doolittle, Doolittle and, and who we call the Terminator, right? Because literally <laughs> this brother, Arthur Graham, Sharon, <laughs> look, look. This brother started riding one year ago, right? And you're going to yeah. laugh at this, right? And I'm, I'm talking a whole lot. You're going to laugh at this. The first time he rode with us, he came out of a bike with tennis shoes and didn't have clips. Mm-hmm. Right? Had a road bike. Yeah. Look, had, look had, had, had the children's pedals. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, some, and some tennis shoes. This brother has upped his game. So we have an Omega Challenge a couple times a year. Last time he won the challenge. He rode yeah. almost a thousand miles in 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 three weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. 
So that's a that's lot. A so lot. we want to, you know, I, I just want to say first, thank you for being a motivation to us, for be a, a, being a beacon of light for us as we as men of color are looking for how to get better, how to get stronger, how to move up even further in this game, not only for our health, but also the camaraderie that it brings. So, so thank you so much. But I got to ask you this question before we even dive in. Like, Saran, what's your revolution, man? What, how are you trying to change the world? Um, through smiles, inspiration, and motivation. Um, that's like my, I guess my foundation, right? Cause I started at the bottom. I didn't join the sport as a teenager, as a young kid and learned the nuances of the sport. I started later in life. Um, and so when I see guys like yourself or any other guy who start picked up the sport, maybe in his late twenties, early thirties, uh, mid thirties, I'm like, hell, I'm one of those guys. So my, my rev- revolution is like, hey, I can do it. Why can't you do it? You put your pants on like me. You put your belt on like me. You wash your face like me. What makes me different? There's nothing that makes me different besides my consistency, my hard work, and dedication, and being focused on, on the goal. Um, you know, as a racer, the goal is like to win. I mean, when I'm thinking, when I'm in training, I'm thinking about, winning right what what is it going to take to win when i'm hurting and training i'm like you got to push through this is going to help me succeed because when i'm hurting and racing i'm going to want to quit if i quit in training i'm gonna quit in racing so it starts with the mentality of you know fighting overcoming and then along the way as i'm fighting and overcoming i'm like hell i might as well motivate and inspire the next person as well <laughs> um most people aren't going to stay consistent um, because it's tough. It's not easy getting up at four thirty every morning. Mm. Sometimes when you got to get up, you got to prep your lunch. You got to kid up. You got to throw a backpack on. You got to ride into work. You got to work a full shift, and then you got to go train after work. Then you got to come home. You got to recover. You got to eat. You got to stretch. You may have to go get treatment, and then you got to race on on the weekend. Then you got to motivate the people who are following you. Then you got to rally your troops up, your team who's supporting you, who you trying to guide as well. So it encompasses a lot, but what do they say? Um, too much is given, much is required. So, right, exactly. um, and I believe the more I can release, the more seeds I can plant out in the universe, the more blessings that are going to come my way. It's done with without motive. I mean, I'm not doing things so I can say, okay, I see some money down the line. I'm going to do this so I can get paid off of it. Um, money doesn't motivate me. What motivate me is seeing people grow and um, be better people. I think if I could help inspire you or inspire Johnny, inspire Linda, Tasha, Keisha, um, it's going to make the world Tina and Marie. better. <laughs> Tina and Maria, what DMX say? I, I don't have a list like that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's my revolution, you know. Um, Try to motivate and inspire and, and show people that you can make it. We can do it. Why, why can't you do it? Yeah, I love so. that, brother. And I love that. And, and especially in a sport where you just do, you just don't see many of us, man. And but like you said, there's a lot of a, there are a lot of brothers riding. There are yes. a lot of brothers riding. And it, a lot. Yeah, and it brings so many people together. If I, if, you know, people, if you go to Sharon, if you go to Sharon L. Smith on Instagram, right, you'll see, right, I want to make sure, Sharon L. Smith on Instagram, and you'll see, right, his post. Like, you traveled just a couple weeks ago to Florida to ride, to, to yeah. ride with a group of people, right? All people of color. 
And yes. yeah, it's so interesting to see like the health and wellness around not only not only getting on a bike and riding terrain that is, is is different and challenging, but that camaraderie afterwards. Like I, yeah. I love what you say all the time in many of your posts is that the love that you're shown because you are bringing people together. Tell me how that feels when you go and you're you're motivating a new group, you know, and and they and they give you that love. Because, you know, you're bringing them together. They want to ride with you. What does that feel like? Uh, it feels good, but sometimes it's a little awkward. You know, sometimes I'm like, because I didn't do it for that reason, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I did it just to just to release the love and a and good energy. So sometimes I don't know my reach outside of my walls um, until I go to these different places. And then people may walk up to me and say, man, thanks for that message you shared. It really helped me. I feel like, I don't So sometimes I don't remember the message because I'm constantly putting them out. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's flattering at the end of the day. You know, I don't think we should be doing things with motive. So I'm not doing it for motive. So it's kind of flattering, um, for me personally. Um, when I, but I, I, I appreciate the love It's it's, you know, it's like a pastor or a preacher when he's constantly preaching to his organization, but it's like, who's pouring into the pastor who's feeding him, who's refueling him. Cause sometimes he gets drained and weak and, and tired. So when I hear it from the outside, it's like, okay, thanks. You, you refueling me. I need that. Cause I want to keep going so you can keep going. So, um, it's, it's beneficial and it's helpful. I'm going to share this note with you. Um, I was racing in St. Louis, yeah, St. Louis, um, two years ago, because we didn't have the series last year because of the pandemic. Mm. And so I have this slogan on Facebook where I used to go live every Tuesday morning when I was yeah. riding to work. And the slogan was like, what up, what up, what up? You know what time it is. And that's this T-shirt you see, video time. And so um, I was, I just was doing daily inspirational messages on these Tuesdays. And so the, the, the log, my, my catchphrase was what up, what up, what up, you know, what time it is video time. So I was racing the course or walking the course and some kid was like, what up, what up, what up? And mind <laughs> you, I never been to St. Louis to race before. I'm like, Hey man, that's my little catchphrase. Yeah. And so it was, a, it was a little, um, kid who was like 13, 14 years old. And he was like, man, Sharon, I can't believe that you're here and I'm getting wow. to see you in person. I was like, man, this is crazy. This little 14, 15 year old kid knows who I am because of social media and my video time that, that I did every morning right into work. So those, that was like very flattering to me to know that my message is, is, is going across the country. Um, when that wasn't necessarily the goal to just go to these people, random homes and phones and stuff. Um, but it just shows the power of positive energy that you put out, like sometime I want to stop. Right. And then I, I get little messages in my personal message. Like, man, thank you. I was dealing with a family member who was sick. Your message really helped me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to train today. I, uh, your message really helped me. I'm like, man, this is, this is pretty fresh that, um, something simple is making a huge difference. Yes. Um, to the lives of, of, of many other people. So, um, I think that's pretty fresh. Yeah, fresh, man. Look, for my revolutionaries, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to date myself. You know, we used to say fresh all the time, and that's dope. <laughs> so, yeah, dope. Yeah, well, we dope. try not to use the word dope so much in cycling 
the yeah. cyclic can sometimes be doping. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so dope, but it's like that's like a taboo word. I um, I not you. saying it's super bad, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. Look, I want to pull something out really quickly, Sharon, that you said. You know, when you're leading a mass, right? Mm-hmm. Eating people, you're motivating people. People are watching you every day. You know, you said something that really resonates with me in that we're feeding people, but oftentimes we also need to be fed. Yes. You know, and tell me about that. You know, that that feeling. What, you know, understanding that you, you can get fed from your people sometimes, but you're. But if you if if you pull that away, you strip that you strip that down, right? And you take mm-hmm. away the social media, you take away the followers, because I I, I know my revolutionaries are asking like, okay, I, I'm you know I'm at work, I'm leading my team, right? I'm the CEO of a company, or uh, you know I'm making decisions for people. But I, I sometimes I need to I need to sit back and be fed. What feeds you, right? Strip that down. What is going to empower you to go back out into the world when sometimes, you know, like you said, I don't want to get on the bike today, right? I don't want to get on social media. I don't want to be the motivator. I need to be fed myself. What feeds you? Hmm. That's a deep question, man. (laughs) That's what they say on this show. (laughs) It's, It's probably the people that, that feeds me at the end of the day. I'm, I'm such a, I'm a people person, but sometimes I'm like, I want to be in my own little world. Um, I guess because I think I, I pour a lot of myself sometime out to the community, the cycling community in general, or anyone that I try to come in contact with. But what feeds me is the smile and people coming together and people seeing people grow and develop. Um, that, that feeds me. Um, seeing a team come together and rising together. Because when I got into cycling, my team was somewhat of an underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a lot of champions on the team necessarily, but, but my, my motto was that if we come together as one, um, we could be, we could be a, a tremendous unit. Um, I recall when I won my first race, as I was kind of understanding and learning how to, how to move in this sport, um, I sent my team an email and I was like, dude, we can win. We can beat this team. We just need to start working together. And somebody from that team leaked the email to one of my competitors. And so the next race I showed up to, this guy was, was pretty successful. He had been racing a number of years before me. And um, he said, hey, I, I heard that you said that you could beat us. You know, like he was trying to check me. And so... I was like, yeah, I mean, I said, yeah, anybody can be beat. You put your pants on just like I put my right, pants on. Right. And he was like, you know what? He called me Sharon. You, you know what, Sharon? I respect that. But what he was, what he was doing, he was testing me. Yeah. He was seeing if I was going to bow down some. And I was like, dude, where I come from, we don't bow down, you know? I'm not saying that, that I'm some big macho guy, but hell. I can't show weakness. Mm. So um, from that, that, that let me know that, okay, you recognize the win and you see that I'm on the radar. And so that became even more motivation. Like, okay, he's repeating what, what one of my teammates told him in the email and he wants to test me. And he, over the years, he became one of my, my number one rivals. 
And so my, my goal was just to, to crush him. You know, I don't necessarily, I'm not an initiator, but I am a reactor. So right. if you, if you push me, then I'm a respond. Generally I'm a nice and cool, kind guy. But if you say something a little sideways, it could be like, I could be walking past you at a race, Charles, and I, and we make eye contact and you didn't speak to me. And I, I was like, man, this dude didn't even speak. I know he saw me. Oh man, I, I, want to, I want to annihilate him. You know, it, sometimes being a nice guy, I'm friends with, with pretty much majority of the people I compete against. Although they're there to try to win too. It's a competitive sport. We're competing, right? But sometimes you need that one little thing that kind of like lights your fire mm -hmm. even more. So it could be something as simple as you didn't speak to me and I was trying to speak to you or you said something on social media indirectly toward me or my team. Um, and I will remember that. I'll probably remember it yeah, for years. And I'm like, I always want to just crush you. I want to take your sponsors too. I just want to. And <laughs> wow. Extra, well, this is how savage I was low key. Yeah. If you brought your kids to the race oh. and your wife, I want your kids to see you lose. Ruthless. Your wife, man, it, it, clearly that's what feeds you. I see. I, 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 I mean, it's, it's several things that feed me now that I I'm see. thinking about it, man. Maybe I'm not as nice as I, I, I thought that. I was. No, no. <laughs> Look, brother, you know, in a competitive sport like you know cycling, there's you know with anything you got to figure out. What's your motivation? And and that's the interesting thing. Like you said, there's goodness, right? The people feed you, you know, seeing the response yeah. and motivating you, finding, you know, finding that ability for your team to come together and how the team and camaraderie build to, you know, build together. You know, one of the yeah. things that my frat brothers will say to me is that like you love like they would say to me, like, corporate, you love this time with us. And I do. Yeah. I, I, I love it's like when I see them and I know we're going to ride and I know the rides are going to be tough. They're tough for me, but it's that time afterwards, <coughs> excuse me, that I can sit in my red chair and we can laugh, you know, we can laugh and we can joke and we can pontificate about the world. And that camaraderie means so much to me. And yes, the ride was hard. And, you know, we might do 20, we might do 30, we might do 40. Or, you know, some days they might want to do a century. And they're, I think they're crazy. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? It is that after ride that feeds me, right? It says, you know what? When I, want, when I didn't want to get up at 5.30 in the morning because I didn't want to ride, but I know what that after ride means to me and what my body's going to feel like, it motivates me to get up and go, that's what feeds me, right? Yeah. In, in seeing that. But you said something that I, I, I want to move, move on to is that, you know, this underscoring of who Sharon is. Right. We see this, you know, we see this and and people go again. I implore you go to his Instagram. Right. When you say this brother is uber fit. Right. I remember our initial conversation. I was like, dude, are you really that big? <laughs> you know, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I was yeah. like, this brother is uber fit. And but I want my revolutionaries to know, like, give us a little bit of your story. Like, who is Sharon Smith and how did you get to this point in your life? Um, I think I'm a simple man. I don't think I'm overcomplicated, right? Um, People who say the that they're day. simple are actually really complex revolutionaries. I just want you to know that. No, I'm serious, man. I mean, most most successful athletes in general, I think they're they're very structured, they're very focused, and in some ways they're simple. Because I want to say 
they're simple like hard. Oh, it's just they're like water, right? <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I think I think I'm I'm very um, focused and locked in. Once I can find that I, that I can do well at something, um, at least that's where I was when I was just on this run where I was just like really pumping out wins. Um, I think I was I was fairly focused. Like I didn't start in, out in cycling, right? Sure, I've been I've been in fitness. <sighs> since I was 18, I started off as lifting weights and being addicted to the gym. Uh, many people have heard the story. That's how I got into cycling through a woman in the gym who I met via a spin class. The spin class led me to buy a bike. Bike led me to find racing randomly, found some success in racing. And so then um, cycling became a, a drug, you know, a healthy drug, a, a good drug. I met a lot of very, very unique and, and cool people um, in the cycling, cycling, um, space that I've been in for the last 17 years. So, um, I think I'm pretty simple. You know, I train just because I work, like I said, um, for years, I was managing a video team at my church, um, running a cycling team, managing a cycling team, either being a captain, now a co-owner with my partner, Rasan Bahati, um, trying to train, trying to do things for my, my partners that I'm obligated to do. Matter of fact, I just got something in the mail. They're like, we need these many photos. We need a video. We need, I'm like, man, Jesus, I got to do all this. So, um, they say that, that you really can only do three things at one time to maintain success in each of those things. And I'm, I'm starting to see like the more you, you take on the more something like my training, for example, I'm going to be very transparent. My training fell off during the pandemic. Like I won my very first race of this year that I entered. I felt great. And then I kind of lost focus. I wasn't training how I should have been training. And I start filling it in the race, racing, races that I was doing. Um, maybe because I didn't, I didn't have enough intensity from, from the lack of racing. Um, I'm not sure, but I know I, I kind of took a step back from my training. Either I was just like burnt out thinking I could do it without the training, you just race off my experience. Um, or just maybe my plate began to get too full. So um, I had to backtrack some and just like, you know, at the end of the day, what, what got me here with you, Charles, is my success on a bike. What made me successful on a bike? Because I, I was, like I said, I'm a simple man. I was focused. I was making sure I get my training in, block out everything else. I'm a, not block it out completely, but let's not forget what, what got me here, you know, and that's the work. And I kind of laxed on my work. If I lax on my work, I'm going to start losing some of the other the blessings that, that have come my way from the, it, it all began with the work at the end of the day. So, um, when I say I'm a simple man, that's what I mean. Like I go to work, I train, I eat weekends. I may go to a friend party. I may go out on a date. I may you know, relax or not do nothing. I may have to be at a, an event. Like I was in Florida, I'll be in DC in August. Um, I'll be in Chicago in two weeks. I'm trying to go to on vacation late August. Um, I, I was thinking about going to Utah to go to this event. So I got to, I got to go to nationals in August. So I got a lot of travel dates coming up over the next four to six weeks. My passport need renewed. I'm, I'm, I'm late on <laughs> it's that. It's always something. It's always something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
if you begin to pull back the layers on all of those things, it's like, okay, well, hell, when are you training? When are you recovering? Like I got treatment tomorrow with my, my partner, my Cairo massage therapist, um, our company, our LLC, me and Rasan Bahati, we own a LLC called Methods to Winning. We just took on a new event at this race series called El Dorado Park. We're running that now. So now it's like, okay, hands on the deck, sweat equity, and you got to train and you got to race. So um, it, it can become a lot, but it, it's a blessing, you know? I mean, hell, the success creates more success. It creates more things. Maybe I got to start hiring people. I don't have much money to pay them, but I may need to hire some people. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it, it, entrepreneurship all, always rears its head up in, uh, into this conversation. You know, it's interesting that you say that is that the work, right? Asking who you are and, and getting to the space is that putting in the time and being focused. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the one thing that I admire about Arthur Graham. You know, uh, Colonel Arthur Graham is that, you know, he was a dude in tennis shoes, right? With no clips, yeah. who is now who has now been able to transform his life and be a motivator for us. Because he put in the work, and you know, if you father, you know, follow him, Art Graham seventy nine, I think, on Instagram, like you'll see, he's always on his Instagram live or on his stories, like I'm about to put in this work. Mm-hmm. He says it, and I joke him about that. I'm about to put in this work. I'm like, you know, if you on my birthday, we all we were all together. We did a ride for my birthday, and I'm joking. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm out here with my dog. We about to put in this work, but he. Yeah. And he's gotten better and better and better. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things is that he's associated himself not only with us, but he said, if I want to get better, I've got to ride with people who are faster with me, who are strong, yes. right? Who yes. push me. I have to I, I have to be uncommon with amongst uncommon people if we think about yeah. that. You know, and so yes. what that's what I heard. And, and when I look at Sharon Smith, you are uncommon amongst uncommon people and, you know, trying to get to that aspect. So revolution is, as, as, as you hear this, this brother says, you know, I'm a simple man. And to get to the spaces that I need to be, I know I need to put in work. There will be distractions that happen in our lives. Right. And with success breeds, right. People coming for you, <laughs> you know, this interview, you, I found you on the, you know, IG. Now this is a part, this is a 45 minutes of your life that you got to give up. Right. But also it's allowing people to know more of your story. So I am tremendously grateful for that. Brother, I want to talk a little bit more about this work ethic. Right. You're a winner, you know, and Mm -hmm. there are people in life who are trying to be winners. They want to wake up one day and say, I I won this. If you had to say, you know. One, two, three things that you would say to people who want to be winners. What strategies would you give them to be a winner? Um, embrace the struggle. Because cycling is such a sport that I was taught, you know, I was fortunate enough to be mentored by some, some champions in the sport and be around some champions. And, and what I, what they told me that, that your growth come in baby steps. And so as you growing and cycling, you don't necessarily see it, but it's happening. And so when, as you grow in there's frustration, when the frustration happens, you got to understand that that's, 
that's a beautiful thing. Some people, what do you mean? Why is frustration beautiful? Because it, it builds character and it's preparing you for where you're gonna going you're gonna get to. Now, if you if you quit in the frustration or you have stepped the frustration, when you when you get this blessing or the other blessing and then these, these attacks start coming your way, you're gonna crumble because you didn't you didn't go you didn't commit through the suffer phase. So my, my thought, my, my message is like commit through the suffering because know your blessing is on the other side. Wow, when a tree is, is planted, it, it, it grows in phases. It just don't plant it, it grows, right? And they're like, man, that's a beautiful big tree. <laughs> no, it started out as a small tree and it gradually grew into what you see. And as humans, we're the same way, right? I, I took me six, seven years before I started winning because it's a code and cycling before you learn, how, you gotta, you gotta lose. I was willing to lose enough to learn how to win. Then I started studying the winners. I said, man, how, cause across the country, they're the same guys placing top 10, top 15. I don't care where you go. If you go to DC, you go to Florida, you go to California, you go to Arizona. I can just about guarantee you, I bet the little money in my bank that it's the same guys winning week in and week out. And so I began in my, in my space here in California, I start watching the winners. I said, okay, I'm willing to lose if it takes me two, three months to figure out how this guy is winning. Mm. And it, it got to the point where I could predict what this guy was going to do in the race. Cause I just followed him and I studied him. So my message is, you know, embrace the frustration, be willing to lose and, and understand that you're going to win, but you got to be willing to lose. You got to be li- willing to suffer and study the winners. And then over time, if you have, luckily I was blessed with some natural ability, right? I'm not going to say that I didn't have some, some natural ability. Um, I'm naturally fast. Um, I'm faster than majority of the guys, um, that I race against. So I have this secret weapon, like how this, my, this, my, the places Wakanda, but what's the, 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 stuff called that we got um, <laughs> what is it called? I want to say it's, it's not vibranium that's something yeah that, vibranium that's what it is vibranium, so yeah, yeah I got some vibranium in my pocket right because <laughs> um, I was I used to lose races and I would be coming in 6th 7th and 8th and I was like man I never hit my my max potential in the sprint I said man okay so it learned it, it became like okay you coming from too far back in the pack Right. So you, you go and buy 15, 20 guys, but you ended up sick. Maybe if you place yourself in a better position, you could come out on top. Mm. So I started placing myself in better position. I started winning, but before you, it's a, it's a food chain and cycling when we're lining up for the sprint, the guys who've been winning consistently, they're not necessarily going to let you in on the train. They don't know if you're capable. They don't know. Um, if you're going to crash can, can you hold that? So, Are you going to bonk out? Can you hold that speed? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but, but you show yourself enough in the front. They were like, man, this guy keeps being here. This girl keeps being here. Okay. Then you begin getting trust and then you start showing and proving yourself. And then, um, and you're then racing you, with you, the, you just blow by and then you're yeah, gone. But he, here's another uh, nugget. The, the funny thing about success the better you get and the more wins you get, it becomes easier. Um, people, your racing becomes, it's still hard, but it becomes less, less harder because you're more respected by your peers. It's like, I think it goes about the same 
when you make your first million a two million, the second million comes second, easier. That, that Third first million, million is the hardest. I guess it's a life trait then, because cycling's <laughs> the same way. You win a few races, the next races become easier to win. Um, not physically, but you you understand how to move your pieces and where you need to be when that, you need that, to that be. That chess game. That chess game. It's, a, it's a chess it. game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, so, th- so that would be my message. Embrace the struggle. Embrace the frustration. Surround yourself with the winners. Even if they be like, man, who is this dude? Who is this girl? Why she keep coming around? Keep showing up. Keep if, showing the up. more you show, I, 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 I kid you not, Charles. On my, I'm known on Tuesday night. Today's Wednesday because we had a holiday. Or today's Thursday. Yeah, today's Wednesday. So typically on Tuesday night was known as I go to the hills and do my big green workout in the hills. Um, that was like my thing for like 10 years. Like just every Tuesday. If I owed you money, you going to find me. You can find me on this corner at this time. Because I was very consistent with my, my training. Um but I went through like five or seven training partners on Tuesday because I was like, dude, I'm here. Let's, let's go. And let's I go. I, I don't know if I was grinding them out and it was, it became like one of my buddies, like, man, all these dudes who used to train with you, Sharon, they not even in the sport no more. What you doing to them? You broke them down. You know what? You, you, they didn't quit. They, they didn't just stop. They just quit riding completely. I was like, man, you know what? You're right, dude. So, but yeah, embrace the frustration, and um, I love that. it's it's a beautiful sport. You you're never gonna the thing about cycling. You're never gonna conquer it. You're never gonna get to that level you think you can get to, um, because we're always pushing a limit and seeing how much stronger we can get, yeah. how how much faster we can get, right? Um, so yeah, that would be my short but long. <laughs> you know what I heard, man. I want my revolutionaries to take away from that is that you know have the courage to fail. When yeah, ha- yeah. When you have the courage to fail, anything new is going. Anything new in your life is going to require for require failure. Yeah, and and being and 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 letting go of your fear of failure. And I, and I say that because there have been things and times in my life where I have been just had a a horrible fear of failure, and it mm-hmm. it, it has sidelined me. It is yeah. it, it has sidelined me, and getting over that, and even at this this advanced age of my life, I have to cur- consistently remind myself have the courage to fail. Have the yeah. courage to test. Have the courage to get on that bike and go across the the largest bridge that you can, right? You know, because mm-hmm. ultimately you're just going to get stronger. Your body will adjust. But if you give up at the failure, you are failing your revolution. It's not a revolution. It's it's not a revolution, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what to call it when it, when it's not a revolution. It's a a pit stop. It's a it's a turnaround. <laughs> I don't even know what to call yeah. it. But when you can keep climbing, when you can say, you know what, I'm going to fail in this, right? I might have to unclip. I might have to walk this bike up the bridge, you know, this time. But what happens when you keep, you keep going to the bridge, you keep going to the well, you can do this. And so that's what this brother is saying, you know, is that don't be afraid to fail. And, and if you continue to watch this brother, you see him time and time again on the podium stand, you know, doing his thing, champion after champion after champion. I got to ask you this one last class. And this is a, this is a question from, you know, from 
the guys that I ride with, and they want to talk about this, is that after you've gotten into the sport, and maybe you've answered this question a little bit, after you've gotten into the sport, what do you recommend for riders to be even more competitive? How do they get faster? How do they get stronger? You know, you're in, you love the sport, you're riding, but, you know, you're averaging 21, you know, for a while and you plateau. How do you get to 23? How do you get to 26? Um, I think you touched on it earlier. It's going out and, and, and riding with the people better than you, right? Um, not being afraid to get left behind or dropped. Um, so, so my recommendation, recommendation is ride with people better than you. Um, and, and go to get you, don't go to get your butt kicked, but you need some type of barometer or gauge to see where you at. But if you're riding with the same people every week, you're doing the same route every week. How do you know if you're getting better? Um, so that would be my advice. You know, you go, go, go ride with somebody that on the ride you heard about up down the street or around the block uptown. <laughs> like, man, I heard this is the ride. Heck, you can't get lost. East Coast bicycles. <laughs> yeah. You got GPS on your phone. So even the bike computers now, if you got really one of those fancy ones, it'll get you back home. So that would be my message. I still do that to this day. I go to the rides that are challenging for me. Like I'm not necessarily a guy that goes uphill super fast compared to the guys who are smaller than me, who have slow twitch, twitch muscles. I have fast twitch muscle fibers. So naturally they're not made to go uphill as fast as some of these smaller guys. But just imagine if I start making it over these climbs with these smaller guys, they're going to be my lunch when we get to the <laughs> flat and the fast section because I'm naturally faster than them. So you become even a bigger problem. So, um, yeah, try to widen your scope and, and ride with people better than you. Yeah. Um, and that's and life. fun. Yes. So, I think you should be a sponge as well. Like uh, what I learned when I've gotten to the sport, the older guys who have the wisdom or um, what they say, sage, um, they want to share the information, but guys who are new into the sport, sometimes they, they tend to think they have all the answers. You give them advice and they'd be like, yeah, oh yeah, I was going to do that. But this, I'm like, sometimes I want to say, dude, just shut up and listen, man. <laughs> I've seen like so much that it, that can and will happen in a sport multiple times. So you only been in a sport two, three years, four years. Just just listen and and soak it all in. Yeah. And and it you know you'll cut out so much more fat if you listen. And then once you start listening, you can go back to that well. They'll be able, they'll be more more than willing to feed you more advice. But if you constantly like acting like you got the answers. I'm a personality to be short with you. I'm be like, dude, I don't, I'm either not respond or you just don't get a, a very generic answer and then you're going to get the message. So, um, <laughs> I feel yeah, it. Go do, no. go through to something that's, that's challenging. Right. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Look, my frat brother wanted to ask this question, brother Corey Doolittle, you know, he has two young daughters, two twin girls, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and he's made a, he's made a point to say, I want my girls to be active. Right. I want, you know, yeah. I, I want my girls. Do you have any recommendations for parents as they are, you know, wanting to get their children into cycling? How can they promote it to them or how can they, you know, push them, not push them, but motivate them to get into cycling conversely over some other things? 
Um, what's what you guys are in DC area? We're in Virginia. We're in Virginia Beach, so about three hours, uh, three hours south of DC. Okay. I don't know what, what events typically some States have a, a real prominent event that goes off cycling related mm-hmm. in that area. Um, and sometimes they have kid races, you know, um, they call juniors or our kid, a kid race. Um, if the parent is in the cycling and you guys had an event in your town like that, I would recommend taking a kid, the kids to the event because they see the other kids out there having fun and riding their bike and pushing themselves. And then that should motivate them to want to get involved or get on the bike. Um, if they're, cause kids are in the tablets right now and their phones and, and games, they're, they're not, they're not like the, the era from the seventies or the eighties when, or even maybe the early nineties where we're outside running the streets and playing outside more. So, um, yeah, so maybe get them into some some local events, and then like soccer, tennis, track and field, softball, something. Um, that would be my recommendation to try to because because each kid typically has something they may be interested in or excel at. I would try to expose them as much as possible to different things. Like when we grew up as kids, as black kids, we didn't know about cycling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we lived in this bubble. Um, me personally, I, I had no clue about cycling, but I don't consider myself this, this great athlete compared to some athletes that I went to high school with who were like played all the sports, football, basketball, baseball, and they were good at all of them. Like man, and track and field, I'm like, man, this dude is good at all the sport. I probably was only good at track and field. I was fast. I couldn't really play football like that. I didn't like to get hit basketball I'm, I'm not super tall i couldn't my hand eye coordination wasn't super good for baseball so but just imagine the, the brothers you went to school with i'm sure you know some brothers who have like excelled in several sports and we're just and there's some brothers who are who are rate, much more talented than us but they don't know about cycling um so i just can imagine it's more 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 of us got got involved but but cycling is an, it's an expensive sport it is those bikes um, those, those bikes the, 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 those bike prices you know like used car prices <laughs> yeah for sure yeah 100% so the 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 access point sometimes is a deterrent mm-hmm. for people of color because of the cost right and then the upkeep and so it just keeps going and going and going um luckily i was you know, I, my first bike was 700 bucks. Right. And then the more, the more you fall in love with something or become addicted you, you, you to something, some time and you, and money you're going to find a way to finance that, that drug of choice, which is cycling. Right. Um, and then if you, the beauty of it is if you find success, you're going to get more partnerships yeah. and more sponsorship deals. Like I'm partnered with Specialized, yeah, right? See, they I, supply I, I me see, with I, bikes I see and the, shoes I see and helmets. on your chest with Specialized. Yeah. So, you know, I have a clothing partner, LAL, who supply me with gear. Um, but, but the beauty is if you're a person of color, and there's not enough, a lot of people of color making big waves in the sport, there's a huge opportunity for you to shine even brighter. My buddy Rasan say he's a raisin in milk. You're gonna be spotted easily in the I race because you around. That. That's you right. know, 
right? Like when I go to nationals, everybody knows who I am because I'm probably the only black guy who's raced in my, my age class on that event. <laughs> so it's like, and they, and my track record have shown, okay, this guy's fast and this is how he wins. We got to make sure that we're aware of where he's at. Right. Well, who is he? He's right there, the black guy. Okay, ra- got ra- it. Look, you heard that revolutionaries, a raisin in the milk, brother. Yeah, hey, hey, make sure you quote Rasan Bahadi for that because he will that. give I me a hard time I, 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 and I, I don't give him any credit. I definitely <laughs> love that. Look, Sharon, yeah. I pre- look, brother, I appreciate this conversation, man, because it means so much to me personally because I ride. I love, I love getting on my bike. The people that I ride with, you know, the ability to push. But I also want to, as we close out, I want to celebrate you, brother. You know, as you said, you know, for the for the time and effort and love that you've given to the sport. And now we have the ability to see more men of color, more black men like yourself, you and Justin, who are really uplifting the sport to us. And yeah. motivating motivating us to get out on the bike to look to get these beautiful kits, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to to push ourselves. And so it's it's a wonderful thing to see you. And I want to say that you know here at the Western Revolution Show, we wish you well as you continue to stand on the podium. You know, to and and when you do stand on that podium. You know, as we said earlier, you're standing on the podium for a lot of people, not just you. You know, I know there's that pressure, but you're you're standing on that podium, and there are a lot of people cheering for you. Like, yes, that's that that's our brother. You know, that's our brother, and it it, it motivates us to get back on the bike, to get even better, to get even stronger. You know, so we thank you, brother, and I want to wish you well as you move forward to throughout the summer and the fall with your races and your brand and what you're doing. Is there any last thing you would like to say, you know, to our revolutionaries who who've been listening and who will listen to the show? Um, most definitely. First off, I want to say I appreciate you guys. Um, and I, I really do mean that. Like your words you just poured into me, when you say like I win, you like, yeah, we win too. That, that means a lot to me, you know? I mean, I don't take that lightly. Um, I, I do feel like, well, yeah, I do feel like I'm writing for my people, right? I mean, hell, I've been given this opportunity. Why not bring everyone along with me? Um, so, so yeah, I could, I'm going to close on this note. Well, I got two notes. Um, one, I was doing a race up in, up, it's about three hours north of here and two hours north from where I live out in Los Angeles area. And I vividly re- remember this probably like six, seven years ago now. It's called Visalia. I'm stopping by, no, it wasn't Visalia. Yeah, 805 area. It's an area called 805, a little north of um, Santa Barbara area. And I'm racing around a course, and it was this young black girl. She had to be maybe 10 or 12. And I, I can recall like making eye contact with her, and she made eye contact with me. And it was a moment like, man, this black girl she seen me and I seen her and that became my motivation Mm. within that race, not to quit. I ended up winning that day actually as well, but I remember that moment. So being a black cyclist, I don't take lightly. I'm not necessarily the guy who's preaching a pro black. Yeah, we got to That's not my message. My message is a message of love, a message of hope. I understand that I'm black. I think most people understand that I'm black. I hope that my people understand that I truly care and I truly love them. And I'm a, I'm a person who loves all people, but I, I have a special place in my heart for my people of color as well. Yeah, you go. Um, and, and the second note, 
I'm going to be in D.C., man, the second weekend of August. I know you guys are three hours away, but I'll be there. I'm bringing my bike. I'm bringing some of my – I'm doing a, a, a personal line that I'm dropping, and one of the drops is going to be – the launches is going to be in the D.C. area. Let us know. I'll be there, I think. Yeah, that's like August 15th or 14th. I believe that over the weekend. Look, look, the bros, yeah. did you hear that? Look, we go, look, and I, look, a lot of them are up in D.C., so we're going to make this oh, happen. I know. That's why I chose D.C., honestly, because I found out that I have a lot of people who follow me, and there's a lot. I used to be called Chocolate City. I don't know if Atlanta's now Chocolate City, but I know. <laughs> D.C. is still, still Chocolate City. <laughs> okay, cool. So I know it's a lot of brothers and sisters there, and I, there's some cyclists who I, who I met over the years. And so D.C. was one. Like, I'm trying to hit. My goal is to try to touch these cities where our people are at. Mm-hmm. Um, as I kind of transition into the sport, because it's my my way of, of paying back. Like, thank you. I feel the love. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like to touch, see, feel, so you can physically versus, you know, we got technology now, but right. there's nothing like, what they say, it's nothing like the real thing, baby. Yeah, so nothing if like, I can no. be there. Uh, and definitely let us it, know. Look, definitely. Look, we, can, we can talk I'm, offline, I'm but look, we will, look, we can make yeah. this. Look, we will be. Look, we will make this happen. Jahari, know, hey, Corey, yeah, us. yeah, y'all can rent a van and y'all come up, man. I'm gonna be yeah. there for two days. We, I don't. I'm not going there to race. I'm going to ride. I want to ride. Do some leisure rides with the people. And we just we just hang out like you say you like the camaraderie after the ride. Yeah, exactly. you don't want to you don't like the ride, but you like what's going on. I love, I love the, ride. the ride. The ride. Look, look. If you're riding with Arthur Graham, man, you don't like the ride. <laughs> you don't. Okay. Say, you don't. Yeah, like the ride. but but seriously, put it on your calendar, man. Y'all yeah. can rent a little minivan. Y'all can drive. I don't know if y'all north or south, east or west, but but three hours. Um, we can hell. make it happen. We can we can start a GoFundMe if y'all need gas no, money, man. No, 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 no. We, look, we, uh, wait, look, you got we, a look. doctor in front of your name. We you do, yeah, yeah, we doing all right. We, do. <laughs> we we're doing all right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, doing all right. Look, revolutionaries, you know that I love you, and I want to give look, give a shout out to our brother Sharon, who's doing amazing things. Please go check him out on Instagram. Is there a website we can check you out as well? We put it in the show notes. Um, no, I'm primarily on Instagram I and I have a Facebook. Um, somebody want to send me a Facebook request. I'm not as active as I used to be on Facebook, but Instagram, I'm, I'm there all day long. It's C-H-A-R-O-N-L Smith. And I'm easy to find. Everybody have access. My page, not private. Just hit the follow and I'll follow you back as well. There you too. go. And that's, a, that's how we found you. Revolutionaries, I wish you well, you know, and I want you to always be able to answer what we think here is the most thought-provoking question of your life. What's your revolution? Have a great week. I love you. I love you. I love you. Keep doing your thing. Go get vaccinated if you have not been vaccinated. We need you out here. We we need you. It's summertime. Go play Will Smith. <laughs> I love you. Take care, revolutionaries. Peace, 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 peace. What's your revolution? What's your revolution? <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, okay. Well, I don't have no felonies. I don't think I owe nobody too much money where they gonna where they gonna be looking for me. So no, no. Um, I should be good. You're good, man. They gonna be thinking about. They gonna be trying to figure out how old is that brother? Uh, yeah. Let, let's leave that out of it, man. I let's talk I about say, something. I you know, I, I, I try to forget how old I am. And just live life, and and you know you feel good, you look good, you move good. 
So that's maybe that's the key. That's Don't the key. We're gonna talk about that. We go, well, yeah. we definitely, we definitely gonna talk about that. So here we go, man. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, ah. What's your revolution? What's your revolution? What's your revolution? 